a full quarter podcast as Tim is trying to adjust his camera. I'm here, uh, I'm here, I'm here. Because of your South Africa's number one cricketing podcast, your best cricketing podcast in the country. Um, so if you want to know everything that's happening in South African cricket, men's, women's team, under 19, this is the place to be. Um, we've also got a jam-packed show. We'll be talking Momentum Proteas uh, versus India Women later with Nahara Kareno, who's going to give us the Indian insight. Uh, but first, we're going to start with South Africa versus Bangladesh. South Africa losing that series 2-1, but most importantly, losing out on 20 um, uh, Super League points. Not saying that we could have beaten um, Bangladesh um, 3-0, but we needed to, South Africa needed to because they're hanging out. Well, when they started the series, they're in 10th. They won the pink day, they moved to 9th. But with about nine games to go, I think they played 24 matches, it doesn't look as good. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all of those things um, as we go along. Tim, South Africa, Bangladesh series, we know that. But firstly, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, all, all things considered, even though uh, still feeling the ramifications of a serious loss, but otherwise good. Yes, and that's uh, uh, I'm really happy to know hear that, Tim, that you're good. We're live with Prime Media as well. One World Sports Radio had a, a partnership with Prime Media, so thank you to Prime Media for that. It was really awesome. For those who listened, we hope you enjoyed it. Please do give us the feedback. Um, it was really lovely to be in the stadium again with fans. Like yesterday's ODI with like half the crowd, 50% uh, capacity. I think it, it was close to that because Centurion doesn't take a lot. Uh, but it was really nice. There were a lot of Bangladeshi fans. It was like a home game for them. But it was a beautiful series for them because they won um, their first ever ODI in South Africa and their first ever ODI series. But Tim, largely, we didn't want this to be a post-mortem. And I hate doing this because it ends up being a rant after every series. But Tim, where did South Africa get it wrong? What's going on with this team? Because... They'll beat India 3-0. And by the way, that wasn't for Super League points. They have to play India and India for, to get Super League points. So that's going to be interesting. But they beat India. They do that massive comeback against New Zealand. And then against Bangladesh, not saying Bangladesh are a poor opposition. They're number one on the Super League log. But in South African conditions, you should be beating Bangladesh, even if it is 2-1. Yeah, look. Bangladesh are a much improved side. I like a, I like a lot of what they've done in the last couple of years, particularly their their pace tour, as we saw with Tuscan in the last game. He was very very good. But look, there's no way of getting around it. South Africa should have won the series. If you could you could make an argument for Bangladesh winning one, maybe winning the last one if we if we went up two 0 you could make an argument for that. But South Africa were poor. They were poor in all all aspects. And I think what it, what it comes down to is what Mark Boucher said after the series yesterday. And he said, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, there's a lack of belief, there's a lack of confidence, there's a lack of um, urgency. All of that was seen in this ODI series. A lack of urgency, a lack of purpose, a lack of direction, uh, and and there was nervous. Got themselves into a difficult position. They panicked. If you look at the second ODI, okay, so we won. 
Bangladesh mm-hmm. were 52 for five. They were 52 for five, and they got to 194. Now, we, we won comfortably. The point is, they found something to get themselves mm. into, a, into a something to defend. Whereas South Africa, mm. when they went downhill, there was no comeback. There was mm. no comeback from anybody. It was Malan yesterday at the beginning, and that was it. Uh, huge, huge problems. Um, it looked like it, I'm sure it wasn't, but it did look like certain individuals were going, oh, I've, I've got the IP on next week or in a, in a few weeks. Mm. I'm just going to go 60%. I'm just going to mm. make sure I don't, I don't over push myself. Uh, this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it looked that way. I'm not saying it was that way deliberately. I'm saying subconsciously that is how it looked. Um, mm. It, it, it was, a, it was a, a really poor performance. And I don't want to go into, mm. into the whole Mark Boucher's reign just yet, but it is a microcosm of where we have been over the last two years, inconsistent. Mm. Winning the first test against India, uh, losing the first test against India, getting thumped, bouncing back. Mm. Losing the ODI against Ireland, bouncing back. Losing the first test against New Zealand, bouncing back. You can't keep doing that. You can't keep falling and having to bounce back. You've got to push forward and go forward. So there's, there's huge problems. Um, lots and lots of, of areas. But the fact that we're not able to get a confident side, a side that's playing with confidence and belief in the direction mm-hmm. that they're going, from the, from the coach's mouth, is a huge problem. Mm. Look, let's. I, I want to start with tactically because I I, 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 think you spoke a lot about the mental side, and for me, having been, I haven't been at the at the top level, but being in and around, reading about this, being a sports fan, start off with, uh, played sport not at a at a high level, um, but also having watched different teams, read about different coaches watching different sports around the world. When you come as a coach and tell me that the players couldn't believe in your plan, they couldn't, um, if you came and said they execute, they didn't execute. That's a different thing to, they're playing with a fear of failure and they're playing with, uh, with, a, with a lack of belief in the plan. That's an excuse for like the England series in 2020 when we were just starting, if you were starting, you're like, no, this is where I want to go. It will take time. They're still scared. But yeah, but what it tells me is, is that A, you can't convey your message in a way that they're comfortable to play the cricket. Because you spoke about these shots that he was teaching them, the lap sweep against spin and everything else. I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. But largely for me, if you come and tell me there's a lack of belief, the blame sits with you as the coach. Because you as the coach need to make sure you should be able to analyze where these players are mentally, right? And you need to help push them up to play these series. So for instance, right, I thought it'd be easy for Mark to G these guys up after losing the first ODI, similar to what happened in the India series, but the India series, maybe because who India was, you could you could do that a little bit easier. New Zealand as well, losing at New Zealand, the way they've lost, there's, there's obviously some inherent players who are inherent drive in the players to be like, I want to, not come out of here looking like a pauper. 
But even against Bangladesh, there's an embarrassment factor to all of this. And so if you're telling me the players don't believe in the in the way you want to play after the India series, then that tells me something's gone wrong. Um, and, and so that's where I sit there going, okay, from a coaching perspective, something's slightly off in the backroom staff. Not saying it's him, but there's an inability to motivate the players to play well. That's a problem. That's a coaching problem, and it sits at his door. Tactically, let's look at what he analyzed the game to be. He said they struggled against spin. I didn't see that. And I don't think Tuscan Ahmed's a spinner either. Tuscan Ahmed took eight wickets. The only person in the world in the first game was Mehedi. He surprised them a lot. We were all surprised about the... And, and it wasn't a lot of turn. But the other thing is, I thought, because you can't say, yes, our pitches are slower. I get it. Our pitches take a little bit more spin. I get it. They're not subcontinental pitches. And oh, by the way, you came from Sri Lanka and you played really well. So he admitted that, yes, they did well in Sri Lanka because they listened to him. Now they're not listening to him. So is there an issue of you then trying to find the players that are going to listen to your plans and your strategy? Because as a coach, you'd be like, if they're not going to listen to me, then let's find new players. But so my problem was, I said, they're going, okay, but dude, your, your, your batting lineup, so I think the batting, I think the team's okay. I think the team is just struggling to uh, reach the heights that they are. They're not a bad side, but something fundamentally is making them check out. And and that's where we are. Because from a tactical perspective, I thought Timber was largely good throughout the, throughout the piece. Batting-wise, the batting collapse in the, final, in the final ODI. Yes, that happens. And yes, somebody needed to, to do it. And the question about David Miller, about whenever he's given an opportunity to come in within the first 20 overs, he actually doesn't take South Africa deep unless if he's got a senior partner there. So um, I don't know if it's going to be hard, but I do. Th I don't think there needs to be a rethink in the team. But I do think there must there needs to be some sort of a, a rethink in the way we approach our cricket and the way in which we motivate these players because they looked they didn't look motivated. Um, they also looked rushed. Did, like I, I, my question is, are they worried about their places in the side? Because they played like a team that was worried about their places in the side, whether like it, it's not cemented or not. Um, they felt rushed. Yes, they were. Yes, they were strangled by Bangladesh. But if you can't play spin in the one place in the world where spin is least effective, then there's something problematic about what we have. And you're going to go to the batting coach, having a permanent batting coach. This this has been an, a massive indictment on Justin Sandwich, whom I love, and I think he's done a great job at the Lions. Massive indictment on him. Massive indictment on on Bouch. Um, in terms of getting the team mentally ready, because if you admit that they're not mentally ready, then we've lost half the battle. And maybe they underestimated Bangladesh, but I'm frustrated right now because, as I said in my tweet, in other sports, if you're in this position, at this point in time in World Cup qualifications, guys get fired in the morning. And, 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 and I know with cricket, we do like all format things and it has a a great all-format, he has a 50% all-format win ratio, so we'll give him that. Um, I just don't know. I just feel as though we've gotten to the point where we were promised one thing, a hardened team, a team that plays that olden-day Proteus type of style of cricket, that never-say-die Proteus style of cricket. Um, 
But at the end of the day, we're getting this soft underbelly protest type of cricket. You'll get one game where they are flat and they don't, it feels like they don't care. And then you'll get another game where they play like the best team in the world. And I get that maybe um, Boucher's like, no, but, you know, we can beat anyone on their day. Yes, you can. But we need you to be consistent over a series of games. You can't just come and say we've won one game and then we lose one game and we don't win everything else. That World Cup was the our inconsistency in the World Cup was what cost us the game. It wasn't the Bangladesh net run rate. It was the day you met an Australia team you should be beating. You don't, you don't do that. You beat teams you have no right to beat it, but you lose to teams that you shouldn't be losing, you shouldn't be losing to. So I don't know how we fix it. Um, I don't know how it goes. Like we can't be talking mental now with this team. I think the embarrassment of losing a test series, of letting go of 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 of, of allowing Bangladesh to win an ODI series at home, should have been enough to get this team off the line. It didn't happen this series, and there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. And so for me, that was that's where I'm at with this team. I I just sit there going, well, this is the monk badger that this is the guy. This is who you guys are seeing now. This is what this team looks like. They don't take his character as a player. They just, uh, it's, it's as you said, they're preserving themselves for the IPL or guys who just care about themselves and not necessarily about winning games. Um, and so I don't know if Mark was willing to drop guys and bring guys in. Um, so that was my thing. He said something interesting to him. I want to ask you that. He was like, we lost a lot of players. He said yesterday in the press conference, he lost a lot of players. He named Aidan Markham as one of those players we lost, uh, as though he was injured. But what do you make of that? Who did they lose outside of Aidan? And was Aidan going to make a difference? Look, I've been saying this for a long time. The problem is not personnel of the players. We have good players. We've got talented players. That, that remark was a, a flippant remark with no, no substance. Uh, as you have rightly pointed out, we've been inconsistent for two years now. You can go back even further. You can go back even two, a couple of years before that. But if you just do Mark's reign, we've been, our character trait is inconsistency. And inconsistency is not going to get us to the top of the tree. It's, it's, it's not, not possible. You can't be doing losing bad innings against New Zealand and then the next week beating, beating them by the same margin. You've got to have some sort of consistency. Uh, I've been saying for a long time, and I still stand by it. I think a coaching, so coaching shake-up needs to happen. Whether that happens after uh, the Bangladesh series or after Indians or whenever, I firmly believe now. That's where my, my belief is. Fielding standards over the last two years are not good enough. Yeah, there have been one series where the West Indies, it's fantastic. Then against, against India, it's substandard. Then in this series it's, it's, it's off again. Again, it's the same with, with the team. It's inconsistent. Uh, batting yeah. coach, I hear a lot about Justin Sams, but we need to give, we need to go with a different, different direction. I don't want to be too harsh, but the evidence to me is they need a technical problems. There are huge technical problems mm -hmm. within that side. Uh, and the, the big one for me, and I've been doing this for a long time, is mental. We need to get Paddy up to them. Just, just say, Paddy, oh, what would you like? What, what would you but like to do? That's why he was hired, right? Yeah, he no, was hired no. to, 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 to make these guys no. hard because they were soft. I, I know, I know. 
But he has failed in what he just said at the press conference. He just said they no longer believe. That's effectively what he said. <laughs> they no longer believe. Now, if that's that's true, then you, your job, your primary job as, as a coach is to make them believe they can achieve big things. Nothing okay. else. It's, it's, <laughs> that is your primary job as a coach. Okay. It's, it's a slippery slope from here. Like I said, they're going, you just said, these, you told these guys to do A. And they were like, nah, we'd rather do B. Um, and even though they were wrong, the players were wrong, it still just looks looks bad. Um, it's also quite interesting. Like if Bangladesh scored 250 at the Wanderers, what would have happened? I don't know. But we'll talk about that another day. We've got England, three ODIs. India away, three ODIs. Australia away, three ODIs. And we still have to play the final two ODIs with them. So that's 11 games left in the Super League. Um, where does this team go from here? Do you see us qualifying? How many games do you think we can win? Actually, let's do that. How many games do you think we can win out of that um, 11 games? I, All no three of those series are away from home, by the way. I have Except no idea why, why I'm saying this. Absolutely no idea. I can see us beating England and Australia. I think India away is going to be too difficult. I'd yeah, I've penciled that in as a 0-3. You know, that's, you know. So we we're going to sweep, sweep 2-1 to India. Um, let's, let's, I think this England ODI side is actually on the downward spiral. Mm. I think it's it's reached its peak and it's now dropping off. It's going to have to start rebuilding for the next World Cup. Uh, I think it's mm. it's hanging on to people like Morgan, for, in my opinion, too long now. Um, mm. They believe in that that thing. They need to move in a different direction. So I think we could definitely beat England. And I I think the Australian ODI team is is, is average. I said they were the T Twenty World Cup. I know they won it. I know I I get that. Uh, I don't rate them. Their test side is a different different kettle of fish, but I think we could we could we've got the players to beat England and Australia. Let's put it that way. Well, look, with World Cup qualification yes. Well, uh, whether they believe in whoever the coach is or whatever plan was laid, um, that their persona quote tweeted me today, so I was really excited. Um, he was like, "Oh, good to see that there are plans." Um, uh, so, yeah. If you find that, find my, my, my Twitter handle, find my quote tweet, see that. Also, I'm excited that Persona like, thinks my opinions are good. But anyway, my tweets are good. Anyway, that's it. Um, last question, last thing to note before we bring on Haruka. Russell Domingo, Alan Donald, Albi Moko. Has this been coming for over a couple of years? Like, they managed to beat their home country in their home country. Give Bangladesh something they'll never, ever forget. Like, what do you say to, about that Bangladesh side and that coaching setup? That is a coaching setup designed to succeed in South Africa. This is the approach that I want. Don't worry about that. Uh, this is the approach <laughs> that I want uh, South Africa to do going forward. When they go overseas, I want them to use a consultant. You go to England and you get that uh, mental coach that we had with Graham Smith as coach. Something like that. You get a, mm -hmm. uh, oh, an O.A. Shah for the ODI series. 
actresses need to see that as an example. Mm. We need to be thinking like that. Why did they get why did they get Irving Marco and Adam Donald? Not just because they're good coaches, but because they've got experience and know-how against the opposition. They know our players. That is why they got those individuals. It made it made perfect sense. Adam Donald has been coaching here for the last couple of years. Uh, Albert Mark has been around the system and I retired mm. a couple of years ago, knows the players well, knows the conditions. So it made perfect sense. Russell, Russell's been there for a few years now as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's slowly but surely been, been doing, been moulding that side that's always been talented, but hasn't always shown that talent. It's shown it in, in mm-hmm. a small, small spurts, not in a long, long-term success. Um, but it made sense. I just hope Cricket South Africa, you know what? When we go to India, we're, we're going we're gonna to get previous Laxman. When we go to Australia, mm-hmm. we'll get Mike Hussey. Just for that, that, that three weeks. For that, that, mm-hmm. That's all you need. Just as a, a, a yeah. consultant basis. I hope that they think, think along those lines. Um, yeah. So, good, good coaching setup for the series. Made, it made sense. It made sense Look, yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and it was successful. Look, I was really impressed by the way Bangladesh bowled. I thought um, they found, the fast bowlers found their lines and lengths very quickly. Um, obviously, at the Wanderers, they just didn't have enough runs. Um, I love the way Tuscan bowled, uh, both at, at Centurion. I think they'll just want to take that Centurion square and travel it where it will take it with it wherever they go because really good for them. Um, Shakib was dialed in. He was locked in. Um, and I haven't seen Shakib be this locked in in a while. Um, I love that opening partnership. I've always loved it. It's just they also kind of inconsistent. But I think Tamim Iqbal yesterday did an incredible job. There was a moment where South Africa could have come back in, uh, but trying to restrict them. And then he just was like, not actually, I'm going to counter punch. I'm going to be aggressive. Um, and it worked out for them really well. Um, I love Yasser Ali. I think he's a he's a good find for them. Um, so too Afif Hussain and I'm that's the one thing I was happy about is that those youngsters came through. So if Mamadoula and Shakib want to play their games, you just push put those in their in their positions and you've got a you've got some guys who've actually had success at this level. So yeah, Tim, I think for me, disappointed by the Proteas, or like I can't believe we lost to Bangladesh. I really can't. Uh, but that press conference last night said a lot about what was what's going on. He's got that arbitration. Uh, Mark's got that little arbitration, whatever it is, after the test series. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, but CSA is looking for a director of cricket. So that tells you that Graham's not going to be around unless he's reapplying. Uh, but I doubt he is. So it might mean a new coach anyway um, for the in- England series and, and, and the rest of this campaign. So we'll just have to wait and see. And we'll let you know once it happens. We'll come on live if the news happens. But... We've got a little piece of thing happening. Our women's teams at the World Cup. We've had previews of the teams that they've played. Uh, the Momentum Proteas qualified this morning um, after their West Indies match was rained out. Um, and they got that one point they needed. So now they are secured at number two. Uh, so nobody can beat them. Now the question is, who's going to join them and Australia in the semifinals? There are three teams, West Indies, India, and, and, and um, England who are looking to get through. But the Momentum protests play England on Sunday. Uh, India, I beg your pardon, on Sunday. So we've got Naharika to join us um, for this conversation. So let's bring her on. Hi, Naharika. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you guys? Uh, we're not oh, happy. Good. 
our men's team keeps on showing us flames, but our women's team's great. So let's oh, balance yeah. it. Actually, they're doing well in the in the in in the World Cup, and that's why we have you here. Um, quick question: I know you didn't follow our test, our ODI series that well, but what did you think of South Africa's performance and 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 actually Bangladesh's victory? Let's say that. I mean, uh, I must say, I was I was really surprised that Bangladesh won an ODI series over South Africa. I mean, yes, I I just only saw a glimpse of the series yesterday in the decider mm -hmm. at Centurion. And as soon as Bangladesh chased it down, uh, my mom, who was also watching the match, she was like, is this the same South Africa side which defeated India 3 million January? And I was like, yeah. Same team. Nothing's changed. I was like, mama, this is what cricket is. People mm -hmm. perform well and they win on the day they are destined to win. Yes. But so, it's a pretty big boost for Bangladesh because... Uh, their mm. ODIA graph, I somewhere fell down the line that it was, you know, fluctuating mm. a little bit. But now mm. it's a question of consistency for these guys because mm. everybody knows what Bangladesh are capable of when they reach the quarterfinals in the 2015 World Cup, when they mm. say finals in the Champions Trophy, and they had this brilliant win, series wins over India and New Zealand as well previously. So it's a matter of consistency now, otherwise they'll be one of the dark horses for the 2023 World Cup in India next year. I'm not sure if they'll be dark horses because I think they're going to finish that log at the top. Um, yeah. So I don't know how you put somebody who's who was number one in the qualifiers, how you rank them, but I think they're going to be a, a really good side, especially because it's in India, lots of spin, but they've also got some great fast bowlers. Um, we're, we're talking momentum approaches against the India women. Last time we played Naharika, we played in India. It was last year. South Africa did very well there. I think they won all their games, and India looked like a team in flux, a team that hadn't played. But coming to this World Cup, they are so different. They're a different side. Jemima Rodriguez has been dropped. So many things have happened. How's this team now, and how is that team throughout COVID, and how have they come to this point now? The World Cup campaign for India has been up and down, up and down, up and down. It has, you know, oscillated in various extremes, like extremely good on some day and then insane on some other day. I mean, for example, against the West Indies, they got 300 plus because Harmanpreet Kaur and Smriti Madana notched up centuries and then they just fell to 134 all out against England. So the problem with India is that they haven't got the consistency with the bat. I mean, you're expected to score consistent runs in matches because the round format of World Cup is like this only. So they haven't formed the consistency tempo. And another big issue with this Indian team is that they're losing wickets in a cluster. Mm -hmm. I mean, against Pakistan, they were 114 for six before Snehrana and Pooja Vastrakar rescued them. Against New Zealand also, they were seven down for under 100. Against mm -hmm. West Indies as well, where they scored 300 plus, they lost first three wickets for under 100 runs. Against England, the same pattern repeated. Uh, maybe against Australia, they lost those first two opening wickets in the first 10 overs. And then Mithali, Yastika and Harmanpi, they stabilized things. Uh, but against Bangladesh as well, they lost. They were 74 for nil. And then they lost. Then they became 74 for three. And then Yastika and others, they had to, you know, come up and rescue India. And it was a total which was good enough for the day against the Bangladesh. So, yes, I mean, India's campaign has been very up and down in terms of batting. They haven't found the consistency, the the zone where all the batters click in unison. I mean, that's that's really missing. 
and uh, I had once asked Smriti in the pre-match presser ahead of the Australia match about the talk around losing, uh, the solving problem of losing wickets in a cluster. And Smriti said to me that time in the PC that forming partnerships would be the key for them. But yes, uh, I would like to see some better batting performance against South Africa. I mean, the day where all the batters click in unison. And yes, South Africa's bowling attack is one of the best in the tournament right now. I mean, Shabdi Mismail has been leading charge. Ayabonga Khatka is also there. I don't know about the availability of Matsabata class yet, but expect her to be fine. So yeah, it won't be an easy challenge for the India batters who have been regularly been up and down, up and down. <laughs> Are you expecting um, any changes within this, within this particular game? Uh, have the Indians, you think that they've noticed a chink in the South African side? Uh, they, they, they lost lost against Australia. Uh, they were uh, in a difficult uh, period against the West Indies. Do you think there's a, a particular area where India might think that they could target to get, get a win? Um, I think it could be the spinners. Chloe Trion and the captain Sunelu. I mean, because they aren't your... Uh, regular spinners. Na? I mean, Sunelu doesn't bowl that much. So, yeah, that is a one pocket of weakness where the Indian team could, you know, just try to exploit them. But, yeah, we have seen against England how Charlie Dean ran through the Indian order with four wickets. I mean, mm. Harman trying to defend a ball outside the off stump and it was a straight delivery which took the edge. I mean, I mean, expecting this from their experienced players against spin, it's going to be a challenge. But, yeah, India can look to attack the South African spin attack because the paces will come really hard on them. I know for a fact, and you guys also know for the fact. So yeah, India can exploit the South African spin attack. And also, South Africa also hasn't been that consistent with the bat. I mean, Laura Woolworth has been getting your majority of the scores with sometimes Sunelu chipping in. So yes, they, the form of Lizelli, your number three spot, which is between Laura Goodall and Tasman Brits, that is also point of pocket of weakness mm -hmm. as well, right? So yeah, India will look to target those batters who haven't been among the runs and also the spin attack. And as far as India's playing eleven is concerned, I think they might, you know, be with the same combination. I mean, why would anyone change a eleven which got you results? But then it's Christchurch, it is as well. I mean, today we saw in the England-Pakistan match how green the pitch was. How Dinah Big was threatening the outside edge. How effective Captain Brunt was up front. So yes, it will be a challenge of pace attacks, I would say. And because India has got good good pace attack in Julan, Meghna Singh, and Pooja Vastakar as well. I mean, Meghna and Pooja, they have been a lot among the wickets. So they'll relish bowling at the Hanley Oval. But if you ask me, I don't see any changes with India's playing 11. And yes, they will be looking to exploit the... The African spin attack and the batters who haven't been able to get the runs off now. You know, one other thing I think, um, as you yeah. spoke about, is India's batting at the top. Obviously, yeah. um, I think India have, on paper, one of the better uh, batting lineups in the world, probably close to Australia. You might put South Africa there a little bit, but that's yeah. all on paper with Shafali, um, Schmitty, um, and Haman Preet. The, the, the scores, this and obviously batting first, putting up a total, um, that's really important. But are there any other players and any other players that you think need to step up in order to help those three? Because obviously one's on form, the others are not. 
which are the other players that you are looking to to put their hand up um, in this game because it's it's important for qualification. India win, you're in. If you lose, you're then at the mercy of some other of some other teams. Exactly. I mean, South Africa for India, South Africa match is now a virtual knockout, the virtual quarterfinal. If India wins, they are through to the semi-finals. If they are not, take the flight back home next, whenever it comes. I mean, mm-hmm. that the, you know what this today's abandonment of South Africa versus West Indies has actually complicated the situation. Mm-hmm. And then England completing the chase against Pakistan in the 20 overs that has further complicated because England is now ahead of India in terms of net run rate. So, apart from winning, there's no other option left for the Indian team. And in terms of uh, the batting personnel in the Indian team, uh, Smriti Mandana has been chugging along nicely. And Shafali Verma, I thought that had shown some glimpses of coming back into the form against Bangladesh. And yes, she was dropped after the match against Pakistan where she got a duck and had been clean bowled by Diana Day. But I would, you know, really like to see some runs coming off the bat of Mithali Raj. She's the most experienced campaigner in this team. She has captained the most number of matches for India in the World Cup. She's a leading run getter in ODIs. And Mithali's form has been a bit of iffy phase right now in the World Cup. I mean, Smriti is taking a lot of runs. Shefali will take some more time to get into her real groove. Yatika Bhatia, she has been doing everything what has been asked of her, be it be as an opener against the West Indies or at number three against Australia and Bangladesh. But I would really like to, you know, see more runs coming off the bat of Mithali Raj because she is at number four, which is a pretty vital call in the wheel. And in this World Cup, apart from that 50 against Australia, Mithali hasn't, you know, given much of confidence. If you see that dismissal against Bangladesh on the very first ball, he was trying to hit on the up and the outer edge flew to the fielder. I mean, that was a very uncharacteristic dismissal of her. And also, I thought that this was the second time in this World Cup that Mithali had chipped a catch to cover fielder and then got dismissed. So, yeah, I mean, I would really love to see Mithali get some runs. Harmanpreet has been getting along the runs. I mean, Pooja as well, she's also getting the runs. And uh, just the thing about batting order clicking in unison, including with Mithali getting the runs. If the Indian batting order clicks together, no, it won't. it will be very difficult for the South Africa batters to then claim up to the total because both India and South Africa have iffy batting orders. Like they are they are just one day up, one day down, some batters are clicking in, some are not. So yeah, India and South Africa both on the same line, but I would really like to see more runs uh, coming out the bat of Mithali and of Smithy, Shafali, Yastaka, Harman Preet, maintaining their consistency. That will be the key. Yeah, um uh, you're right about Mitali Raj, you know, quality player, but uh, hasn't been consistent in, in this World Cup, like like the side, um, mm-hmm. a bit up and down. Uh, you talk there about putting pressure on South Africa and, and putting the runs on the board. Does that mean India would like to bat first, get, get to that sort of 280, 300, and then uh, ask South Africa to chase? Uh, it will be really tough to say this because the match is, I think, three days away. And today we saw the first match of the Hagley Oval where Pakistan were bowled out for 105. I mean, Hagley Oval is already a bowling paradise, no? Mm. Let's see on 27 what happens. Like I think, I think obviously whichever captain wants to win the toss, depending on whether they're playing on an old strip or a new strip, um, they'll probably want to, if it's a new strip, bat first, bowl first. If it's a bit of an old strip, I think you'd want to bat first. Maybe those 
grow demons that come with the growths uh, will, will have gone down. Um, what do you, when you look at the South African side, who is the player that you think uh, either that the India needs to be worried about? I know we spoke about Laura and maybe Shivnam and Aya, but are there any other players where you're like, wait, if this person does what they do uh, well, they're going to take the game away from India? Uh, I think it will be Lizelli because mm. she had a very outstanding series against India last year when South Africa came to Lucknow. I mean, she was the player of the series. She was getting hundreds for fun. And 2021 was a really good year for Lizelli. And I know that she was in isolation because she came into the country later due to the birth of a son and hasn't got the runs which she has liked. But if Lizelli strikes form against India, then then it will be really great for you guys. And but not so great for the Indian bowlers. So yeah, Lizelle Lee is also one of the players to watch out for, for the Indian team. And I know that the Indian team would take her lightly at all. Yes, she hasn't got the runs, but in the past she has shown that she is a very good run accumulator and can get the big knocks to set up the platform for a South African win. So yeah, Lizelle Lee is also one of the players, apart from Laura Woolward, Shabneem Ismail, Ayabonka Khaka. To have a look out for, and also Mignon Dupree. She was she was really good, look, looking a very good touch against West Indies today. You know, thirty and not out mm-hmm. before rain intervened again for the entirety of the match. So yeah, Lizelli and then Mignon Dupree. These are the two players from whom India should be really careful about. And Tim. And, uh, I'm just gonna say it was uh, that the latter, thankfully, from a South African perspective, got some runs. Um, were much much needed. Um, oh, hopefully, hopefully the former will also get runs at the next game. Because um, mm. it, it would solve a, a big problem that we've had, as you say, we've been mm. relying too much on one or two individuals rather than team efforts. Um, what are you are, are you expecting? Well, if we had to, um, what's the word? Uh, where do you think the games can be won or lost? Is it going to be? I think the, the game is going to be won or lost. Uh, maybe it would be on all-round performances because Hadley Oval is not going to be a pretty easy venue, and I think this will be the first time India will be also at the venue. So the Africa got that virtue of experience because they played today, but just for ten and point five overs. So yeah, I think all-round performances. The batting department, the bowling department, and the fielding department clicking in unison. I mean, if one of the teams gets an all-round match day, their day is made. They get the two points, and they could get to the semis as well. I'm talking about the Indian perspective because they badly need to reach the semi-finals. Otherwise, it will be another. It will be the end of an up and down campaign, which has been. I'll talk a lot about in the Indian cricket Twitter circle. So yeah, all-round performances are the key. Okay, all round performances are the key. I know. So I'm going to ask you this question. How do you always have to ask it? But what do you want um, for people to know about women's cricket in India after this World Cup with the performances of this Indian team? What's the one thing you want people to understand and get to know more about about women's cricket? Um, I would like to know for people to know that the Indian team has got the best strength, 
they have got the pool of players who can you know do well at the international circuit they just need a bit more of experience bit more of playing matches and they can be really good i mean pooja vastakar she has been so impressive with the bat and the ball for for the indian team meena also did very well in between then yastika bhatia she also was uh, made her debut last year against australia so yeah i mean india has got the women cricketers in the country who can you know do well on the international circuit provided they are groomed well provided they are given chances i mean there's no if and if india does that then there's no stopping for the indian team they can you know try to reach to a level like australia and new zealand and yes i hear whenever india wins a match i've always seen on twitter that demand for women's ipl increases mm-hmm. and when they lose a match in the world cup the demand for it falls down drastically that shouldn't happen i mean i mean a women's ipl will also have to come in next year or this year or maybe whenever it comes but women's ipl will have to come i mean look at the men's ipl like how big exposure it is giving to young players in developing their skill set dealing with the pressure and understanding match scenarios i mean it's it's working in the development of the young cricketers as well i mean I mean, Ishan Kishan. You saw when he debuted last year in the T20s against England. He did really well in the IPL. He made uh, Mumbai Indians win the 2020 IPL with with some really brilliant batting performances. And what he does on debut? Hits a 50 against England because he knows the awareness. He's got the awareness. He's got the exposure in the IPL. And if a woman, if women's IPL also comes, I mean, for example, someone like a Meghna or a Renuka Singh Thakur, mm-hmm. then you know. learn from the experiences of a shabni mismail or an elise perry i mean i know women's t20 challenges there but a full fledged women ipl also mm. needs to come because you can't just live with three teams exhibition matches it has to be a full fledged league one day i mean wbbl it's a great case study of how it has helped in development of australian women's cricket team i mean they are getting this young young players who are doing really well i mean darcy brown the way she took the wickets against the west indies and uh, they also have some other players like stella campbell hena darlington they you know unearthing these gems so yeah indian women's cricket needs to you know be a bit more uh, great in terms of exposure because exposure is all what matters for young cricketers the more they get the better they become and the better they become is good for indian women's cricket in future mm. Uh, that's a good thing. Do you have any questions for us um, around the South okay. African team? Um, how do they solve their batting problems? <laughs> how do they solve their batting problems? Um, Tim, do you want to take this one? Um, can I, 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 a different number. Change, change the number three. So to who? Did you come up with something? Who do you I'm think is your pick for number three? Dasman bits a lot of good on, or is it to be in musical chairs all the time? I'm thinking Chetty. I'm thinking Yeah, I'm thinking Chetty number three. Just a something different because at the moment it's not working. I still think Lazelli is going to come off somewhere. I think either in the semi-final or the final or or this game, but somewhere in the next few games, she's going to come off. Uh, I think that that's going to happen. But it, it changed things that happened at number three. Number three spot is a problematic spot at the moment. Um, but with that, Minion still scored runs, so she's sort of solved an issue for the moment. 
the seats back at the Rams. I just think the number three spot is is a an issue that does need to be solved. So what I would suggest, um, largely because of of the way it is. So I agree, number three should be different, and I agree, I, I like the Trisha Chetty move. What I'm saying is actually that's Sunay at three. Sunay comes in at three. Um, I want her to face the most balls. She's in a really great run of form. Her partnership with Laura Volfa is really good. So if they can bat for longer uh, periods, I think it works. I'm just not too sure if Sine is comfortable with that because at the end of the day, she's still coming in early anyway because it's a very it's – not, it's not like she's waiting like five, six overs to come in. It's, it's two, three, mm -hmm. four overs. Um, so I'd do that. So I'd bring Sune up. I'd push Mignon up to four. Um, and then put in Tasman or Laura, depending on who you choose, at five. Um, and then you still have the similar batting lineup, but the, the Tasman and Laura need to deal with middle overs bowlers, which is a little bit easier with the field a lot more spread than dealing with some guys with, with, with the same um, opening bowlers at the top. Um, or even like the first change. So you might be in the middle overs, momentum might be swaying in your way, and I think it'll be a little bit easier for them to bat in that period. And also I think Tasman can hit a long ball. She's always been that type of a batter for me. So um, I wouldn't mind her batting there. Um, I think the biggest issue is mentally, they know that they, they that spot is for Danae. When the World Cup's over, they're not going to be there. So they are trying to put their hand up, but in the back of their minds, I think there's a fear of failure. Um, where they just not, they don't, they know that whatever, even if they score like a double hundred, they're still not going to be in the side um, going forward. And so that's the, I think that's the, what's happening. They, they don't have a clarity of mind. So that's the other thing. Be clear um, for me. Um, Tim, I've got a question for you. Uh, changes to the side on Sunday, to the Protea side. Don't think I'll be up to making any changes. No. I, I would st st stick with what stick with what we went against uh, the West Indies. Um, mm. Even with Jimmy. I suppose you could you could you could bring a, um, a make a change to the bowling department, but I yeah, I I'd, I'd, mm. I'd probably stick with the same side. I probably would stick with the same side. Okay, stick with the same side. Um, I would, I would, um, I would actually. I don't. I don't like them bringing in Dumi in the first place. I'm a fan of Dumi. I think she's great, but I think she's a replacement to your your other three bowlers. I think South Africa should add a spinner, and I think we should be bowling twenty overs of spin. But it can't be Chloe and Sune. It must be Nokulekom Labek taking ten, Sune taking seven maybe, and Chloe taking three. That's how I think. And if you need more overs of spin, you do it that way. I know India plays spin well, but this is the type of strategy I want to go forward because I think we can restrict Australia a lot more with our spinners than we can with our paces or even England. So try and look at that. But I don't think Hilton's going to do that. So if Masabat is fit, she'll play. If not, Dumi will play. Um, but I would like to see Mlaba play, um, especially in this one, because you've already qualified. The position is not going to change. It's about now seeing if there's something else that, she, that Mlaba can give you um, in this game. So that's where I'm at. Um, Naharika, I just want to say thank you very much for joining us and giving us an insight into the Indy team. I wish you all the best in terms of qualification for the semifinals. Um, obviously, South Africa win at squeaky bum time. You just need to hope Bangladesh... Uh, does a job on 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 on, on England, um, so we're all hoping for that. Um, but outside, um, have a great weekend and enjoy the game.
Exactly. India South Africa should be a cracker on Sunday because the original cracker was supposed to be South Africa versus West Indies. And then Rain Gods came in and said, stop it. I would have loved to play India in the semi-final, by the way. I think that would have been an even better game. So the final game of the tournament and then the semi-final. That would be that would be good, but because West Indies, uh, because the rain gods decide to stop it, it's a little bit tough. But I think you're in a better position than the West Indies because the West Indies actually have can't play any other game, so they are at the mercy of everybody else. Whereas you can still change your fortunes, beat South Africa, go through. Whereas they're just now waiting and seeing it. Exactly. That, exactly. Uh, when West Indies net run rate is negative, India's is not positive. I know England has surged ahead of India in the net run rate, but mm. if India can big win against South Africa, they can be from both of them. Yeah. No, thank you very much, Harika. Thank you very much, Tim. Remember, we'll bring that game live to you at 3 a.m. South African time um, on One World Sports Radio and Guerrilla SA. We'll be live on YouTube and all our usual things. Uh, we're also going to be bringing that test series live to you. We're still trying to finalize the details, but the test series between Bangladesh and South Africa starts next week. We'll have a preview to that. We're also going to talk about the One Day Cup as well next week. Um, the Northwest Dragons are making everybody think twice about um, the predictions that they put up early on in the season. Outside of that, myself and Harik and Tim, goodbye, good night, and Lesale Kakakiso. Goodbye. Bye. Yes.